Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. What a weekend, huh? The Aggies punched their ticket to the NCAA tournament in fantastic style. Awesome, dramatic, just great. We're going to get to that coming up. You're going to hear from Sam Merrill. Also, the Jazz extend their winning streak five in a row. The Jazz are now... Nine and nine in the last 18. But they're not just winning one here, losing two there. No. Four game winning streaks, five game losing streaks, five game winning streaks, four game losing streaks. These guys, I don't know. I've never seen anything like it. And that's because, as they documented in the game broadcast, uh, Bowler and Harpering, with uh, I assume Travis digging that stat up or someone did, it's actually never happened before. No team has gone back and forth with these four and five game winning and losing streaks the way the Jazz have. It's uh, it's crazy. And, of course, you're sitting in fourth place two games out of second, so there's still a lot of dreams out there. We'll get to the best of the Jazz postgame show coming up as well. Let's start with uh, college football, though. Kalani Sataki meeting with the media. Now, this was before the Daily Universe came out with a report that uh, Devin Kafusi, junior defensive end, is, uh, put his name in the portal and that the Utes have offered him a scholarship. Daily Universe reporting that. So what happens now is uh, Kalani Sataki pull a rabbit out of the hat and somehow find a way to uh, hold on to Kafusi or let him go or I don't know. We'll see how this all plays out. Here's Kalani Sataki meeting with the media. All right, what questions do you guys have for me? Yeah, second day of spring practices. What do you see? Fourth day? Fourth day, sorry. Second, second day that you guys get this covered. Yeah. It was good to be in pads. Um, really good competition. We had a bunch of guys that... Uh, yeah, we got a lot of. I, th- I think we had probably team reps close to 80 reps. So uh, just got to see see and evaluate a bunch of players and, and uh, you know as much you uh, know football as we could. So we had different different uh, scenarios and stuff. That's like my worst angle. I know you know that right. So there's like a whole bunch of chin with that angle. Anyways, um, yeah, just uh, the guys have a lot of energy and a lot of juice. So uh, we'll keep that rolling and get these guys, you know. A lot of some of them got banged up a little bit. That happens when you have pads on. So we'll get them uh, two days off and then bring them back and, and we'll go again. Probably be full pads on. Monday. Zane is kind of an inter- interesting position, playing cornerback. But but he mentioned you, you might be using them all over the place. What was the mm-hmm. mentality behind that change and how the envision is Um Just trying to get best eleven on the field, and I think with uh, as much experience he's had, I think it's a good risk to take and. Um, you know, just to be able to get a different look. And, and I think uh, with the amount of injuries that we've had to deal with in the past, I think you have to kind of, uh, you know, try different guys at different places and just so you, you know that you can. Uh, obviously, we don't want to plan on guys getting hurt, but uh, I think that's part of the game, you know. So uh, our goal is to try to keep it guys as healthy as possible. But when uh, things do happen and we have to use different lineups, and uh, you know, we'll be able to do that and not have to be so new when we get to the to that week of preparation. Will there be any uh, other changes in, like, the support staff, director of recruiting, any, any stuff like that? Yeah, I was going to – I mean, that's – Part of the a part of the job is that you have you know change people in and out and get guys in different spots. But yeah, I think the, for the core we have a really good group, and uh, as soon as we get those things uh, you know figured out, we'll, we'll be announcing it. We don't have a to see much, but I think one guy, at least to me, that's kind of stuck out from the tight end group is Isaac Rex. Um, what kind of role do you anticipate him and maybe some of the other younger tight ends having alongside Matt Bushman? Um, playing a lot, you know. I, I think the. Uh, Size, they're making a lot of plays today, and, and um, 
that whole group, I think we've been able to incorporate a lot of different schemes around their strengths. And so, I mean, he's a big body guy, so he'll be able to make a lot of plays for us. He had a couple great catches today. A guy that big that can run, that can block, and that can uh, has great ball skills. I think he's got a really bright future. How much improvement have you seen from Neil from, from last year to this year? Tons. I know he's, he's been playing yeah. the last couple of days. Um, he's he's uh, you know I think because we were able to use him on scout team and he every day he went against um, the starter you know and had a lot of battles with Diane and Chris and uh, Troy and a lot of these guys. So it wasn't like. Um, you know, he was hurting for competition. I think it made him better. And, and uh, he's a guy that when you put him in a situation to learn, he'll do as much as he can. And I was just been really happy with the things that I've seen from him. And he, he had a huge impact on the, on the field today. So um, we have a good group of guys. I think Fessy's doing a great job coaching them. And I think A-Rod and Grimey and the whole staff is doing a great job getting the ball in the hands of a bunch of our playmakers, Gunner and Dax and uh, Matt. And, you know, looking at, at the running back you know, situation, we have a lot of guys catch out of the backfield so I think we have a pretty good chance. Do you project any additions to that wide receiving crew outside of the the signees? Um, always a, a chance that could happen yeah I, I think uh, you know I think we've got enough flexibility and, and, and space but if something does happen great but if not we feel really comfortable with the group that we have and, and um, the guys that we're adding to the group so I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch those guys play. Any separation in the quarterback, quote unquote, competition? A little bit. I have to see what we what, what the film looks like, but um, I think the competition is a healthy competition, and guys are doing a really good job with it. Yeah. What do you enjoy most? You've been doing spring ball for a long time. I mean, what do you enjoy most about spring ball? It's football, man. I just love it, you know, and, and just being out on the field and having the guys, I don't know, hit, hit each other and compete. And um, it's just uh, being around a bunch of guys that love the game. You, you saw how excited they got to make plays, and they're competing against each other, you know, and then this will continue for the rest of the practices. We've got 11 more, and take advantage of all of it. And, uh, but I, I want the guys to... Uh, have a lot of gratitude and appreciation for what they get to do and, and the situation that they're in right now and then be, just feel blessed to, to be out here and represent their families on the field and play a game. And so it's going to be – we have a lot of fun with it, but I think it's important that we demand a lot and have high expectations of this group. Time goes back pretty quickly. And members of this coaching staff have now been together for a good long time. How much of a difference does that make when it comes to organization? Well, it's a huge difference because, I mean, you're looking at the, they're speaking the same language now and there's not, like, a lot of learning. It's just more adjusting and, and fine-tuning now, you know. So I think that's really important when you're talking about who we're bringing on to staff and who we're going to hire, things like that. That's a huge part of what we're trying to get accomplished, keep the, keep the momentum going. And, uh, yeah, I think I think we're in a really good position right now. We have a bunch of good players that, that uh, I think can really help us um, have a chance of getting some wins. So uh, it's a really important to have coaches that are on the same page and don't have to teach each other as much as they need to get more instruction trying different things with the players. It's great to have uh, great coaches be great leaders, right? But uh, the best teams are those that with are the player players, led, yep. right? Uh, what's been kind of that message from the coaching staff to the players this offseason? Yeah, just uh, I, th- I think it's easy to say that, that we need more leaders, but you have to put them in a position to lead. And so I think it's really been, uh, you know, for us trying to get them in that situation. I, I think having the rah-rah moments get them motivated, that's that's what you expect of them every day. But I think having them in the decision-making process, having them uh, collaborate and work with the coaches, you know, closely with 
what they like. And so um, I think that's really important. And, and we're in that position now where we have a lot of trust with these players and we develop a great relationship with them. So we know who we can lean on for scheme, strategy, but also culture and things that we can, they can help, uh, you know, help others that we can, um, you know, as far as leadership, help, helping others and whether it's academics, lifestyle, things like that. And, and putting them in that position is my job and our coaches throughout. So I think it's easy to say they need to lead, but you got to give them direction. I'm doing that. That's what we're doing. There's Kalani Sataki with the media now. Here's BYU tight end Matt Bushman. What have you seen from uh, Isaac Gregg so far this spring? Um, I've seen more confidence, so he's just playing more more loose and, and natural. I mean, as a freshman, you're kind of jittery. Like, I mean, he still is. He's a retro freshman, actually, but he got some playing time last year. But um, in your first couple games, you're just really tense, not wanting to mess up. And once you're more confident, just – you're making way more plays so it's good to see him out there he's a big target he's like 6'6 really long arm so he's making plays but um, we're expecting a lot from him as the coaches are so it's gonna it's gonna be a good time for him this spring to to get a lot better a lot of young uh, talented tight ends that you have to mentor Uh, take me back to who mentored you as a young tight end when you were coming in yeah I mean when I came in Tanner Baldery was one of the was one of the upperclassmen so um, just him helping me out with blocking and everything he was always super super cool about everything just letting me come in and get playing time um Moroni I mean he just finished last year but he was always always a good mentor good friend um Hunter Marshall after he got hurt he kind of like medically retired but he came in he was always a good buddy also um so yeah it's weird looking back um to that time and now seeing me my last year it's a it's fun, and there's there's a lot of responsibility, but looking forward to it. Yeah, how do you take on that role of a mentor with these young these uh, young bucks at tight end? I mean, I'd say mostly just I try to lead by example, just try to be the the best player that I can, um, the most consistent that I can, so they can see like what the coaches expect. Um, and then we have Kyle Griffiths in the room also, and he loves being like the. He's still single, so he can relate with him more. Um, but so it's good, just like having him kind of help me out with that role. It's it's been it's been good, and I think the guys they've they're learning pretty quick. I mean, we expect a lot from them with the installs on offense, and they're doing a good job. So hopefully, we can keep it up. What skill sets you mentioned? You know, big Isaac Rick. What skill sets does he bring to the table and to the tight end group? And and speak to Carter Wheat's skill sets as well. Yeah. So Isaac, he's. He's gotten pretty strong in the weight room, so he's his blocking is when he's taking the right steps and all that. Like he can he can hang with anyone, and he's kind of that deceptively fast guy where he's a bigger body, but he's pretty he gets moving down the field when uh, when he has that free release and when he gets guys off. So that's a uh, that's one of the main things. And I mean, he can just being physical in his routes, working with just the technique and all that he can be a really dominant um, receiver downfield and then Carter is more of the I mean he's a it's his style is a little bit different but he's like he's a really smooth route runner so he's really good with his stems and getting hands off and it's good seeing his one-on-one reps and like seeing what he does so we can kind of get ideas for that for me and Isaac are a little more like the stiff white guy move so we need to that's what we need to work on we need to be more shake. come on you got a little i've shake. got a little bit but i that's definitely what i'm working on just being more more shaky having better releases um so it's good learning from the young guys too they come they bring a lot to the table
just learn how to push off. That's all you need. Yeah, true. The reps were calling it too much in practice today. Yeah, it's not going to call it in games. I know. You know, they don't. They don't call it in games. Um, what, what have you seen from, uh, you know, the, the rest of the crew in the tight end group that you're like? Yeah, so we have a, a new addition, Kuje Tapusoa. He's back yeah. with us. Yeah. He was injured for a little while, and he's uh, trying out more of, like, the, the F-back or H-back. like With Mason Wake. Yeah, Mason and Wake and Kyle. And Kyle. So more of the fullback um, type tight end. And, you know, he's just – he brings the energy. He's one of those guys that just – he loves football. He loves to be out here, and he's going to do whatever it takes to get on the field. So um, he's one of the older guys. He's a good leader. Um, and then we have – I mean, we have a lot. There's – Hank and Nate are still coming back from their, their injuries. But Alema Pilima, he's, he's doing his thing. Um, he's learning. And he's, he's really strong. So if he can – he can get in the mix and start making plays and I mean he's made some plays out here but if he can start making more he'll definitely see have a chance to be on the field um Bentley Hanshaw's back from a mission Lane Lunt's back um yeah and I mean Mason Wake's just that physical physical guy so something finished that block over uh-huh. there. I yeah. think it was my little brother that he that he that he ended up getting I think it was <laughs> but uh <laughs> if it happens in practice then hopefully there's no Hopefully they're cool after the locker room. <laughs> yeah, but that's how it usually goes. But yeah, yeah. It was a uh, probably would have been a flag, but it just plays like that bring energy to the whole team and it makes you want to compete more. So it was good to see that. They're important. There were a bunch of injuries last spring that I don't think you were able to practice. There was Zach, there was Aleva. How much more beneficial is it to have guys like you, like Zach, being able to practice this spring? Um, I would say it's just. I mean, it's kind of weird. Like, spring is a. It's a weird time during the season. Like, the season's so far away, but there's still so much we can do to get better. And um, when you sit out of spring, it does – it messes with your chemistry with, like, for me personally, like, with quarterbacks. So I think this is a great time to to build chemistry when there's actually – when you're not just running routes on air or, like, when it's in the summer and just running one-on-ones when it's not as intense. But when the – when there's cameras and when they're they're filming us, it, it that chemistry definitely builds for us, and I would say that's one of the biggest things. Um, but I think just being able to lead by example too, just make plays out there, show the younger guys what what the expectation is and what the standard is at BYU, and um, hopefully we can continue to just keep rolling. When you look at NFL guys, uh, who do you want to model your game after specifically? Uh, who you've been watching a lot of film on? Once the season ended, I started getting cut-ups of Travis Kelsey and Kittle mostly. I mean, I feel like Kittle's taking the NFL by storm just with these past two years. Um, just his tenacity in the blocking, but he's also a great route runner. Um, so it's cool to see he's not one of those, like, not as, not like a selfish, wants the ball all the time. Like, he wants to get his nose in and um, knock guys around. Um, but also Travis Kelsey, I mean, he's one of the route running tight end so just seeing his releases um his man-to-man beaters and all that it's uh it's been really beneficial and I'm just trying to keep learning from those guys and most importantly Kyle Griffith's TikTok your your initial cameo I felt like yours was the best well executed not the funniest what did you think You got to bring the expectation, like I said, on the, on the TikToks. Too. So, um, that was funny just that Kyle brought that out. And some guys need to work on their on their TikTok. They need to work on their uh, – it wasn't as funny as it could have been, but that's all right. It's the first time. So. 
It was good. We'll, we'll work on it. All right, there's Matt Bushman. Now, coming up next, we are going to Las Vegas to hear from the Aggies after their win. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Utah State beats San Diego State. Gives the Aztecs their second loss of the year. Maybe knocks him off the one line. Might have turned the one seed into a two seed. Although there was a whole lot of talk, you know, that, well, if they're a two seed, they can go to L.A. and that'd be closer. Um, yeah, so you, you got all that stuff to figure out. Who knows, right? Who knows? For the Aggies, what it means is they're in. They're in. And not only are they in, they can't go to Dayton. Uh, it has to be at-large teams going to Dayton. If you're in as a conference tournament champ, the only conference tournament champs to go to Dayton are the 16 seeds. So the Aggies are going to get in, and they are going to be uh, one of two 11 seeds that are out there because two of the 11 seeds will be, uh, at, will be uh, at-large teams that are going to Dayton. Or will they end up a 10 seed? Either way, they're into the tournament. they got a week to come down from what must be an incredible high. Holy cow, what a tournament. And uh, let's listen to some of the postgame now. It's uh, <laughs> That was just something. Sam Merrill with that shot. Holy cow, so clutch. He thought he was fouled. It looked like he was fouled. It doesn't matter. They won anyway. Here's Abel Porter after the game. These last few days haven't been easy on you. How you doing, man? Uh, doing good now. It <laughs> <laughs> feels good right now, but... Uh, ask me in a couple hours. And yeah, I have yeah. To Starts to Tomo- keep- tomorrow morning may not be fun. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, just uh, all right. So talk us through this. Uh, what you've had to deal with as much as you can, or what you're willing to say. But we know you've been dealing with a lot of pain out there. Uh, yeah, I just had a nagging back injury all year um, since the winter, and mm-hmm. kind of reaggravated it at New Mexico. Was it the pit? Yeah, yeah, on that fall, and um, it is what it is. Just tried my best through all the games and. Uh, was kind of hoping that I could get enough energy to go tonight. And, um, yeah, just had enough juice to get through the game and get a win. Did sitting out yesterday help you? Um, yes and no. Yeah, uh, kind of. It was just kind of how I was feeling. So I, it was the plan was to play yesterday, and uh, it just did not feel wasn't like go. you couldn't go. And so, yeah, so ended up not going. But uh, maybe it was just beneficial to go into today, yeah. I, uh, I, I did notice, and, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but it seemed like they kept you out there in short bursts, you know, two or three minutes, bring you back in, then, you know, for another two or three minutes and kind of work you in. Did that, was that work, did that work for you? Yeah, for sure. And that was, that was something that we talked about before the game, how we were going to approach it. And me and Coach had a great discussion. Um, just going short bursts. Um, try and kind of work work into the game and kind of get warmed up and then uh, by the second half I was telling them that I'm good to go I'm good to go yeah uh, I was warmed up and the adrenaline was pumping and uh, yeah I, I was able to play it was awesome well helped us a lot too because Sean kind of went down there so there's less one less guy in the rotation yeah and yeah that was scary and I hope he's all right but um, yeah. that was one less guard that we had and so uh, it, it worked out luckily um, Sam takes the shot what's going through your mind that's going in. <laughs> I had no, no doubt either. I mean, 
everyone's watched Sam these last three yeah. games. Um, everyone's seen the look in his eyes. I mean, his back probably hurts worse than mine from carrying us through these last <laughs> three games. And uh, just, it was no doubt. We got that ball with, I don't know what, 30 yeah. seconds left, 25 seconds left. And there was no second thought on what was about to happen. Uh, everyone just get out of the way. And we, have, we haven't done a lot of that all year I know, until the last three games. Yeah. And um, when Sam's like that, it's just sometimes you're just forced to just go – let him go and that was awesome um you've played with him since what 10 11 years old yeah yeah about that when did you when did you uh when did you both think or when did you think not only do i think i can play this high level i know that guy can play at the high level too uh i mean i've always thought about thought that of sam just because he's such a competitor and and it sounds cliche and it sounds like uh lots of people are competitors but sam is just a competitor that adapts to the situation and so uh, no matter if he's in the championship game or if we're playing uh, the last seed in the tournament, um, Sam just adapts to whatever he needs to do. And, and whether he's the best player on the team or if he was a shooter off coming off the bench, I mean, he would just be incredible at his position. And, and he's an underrated defender. Um, I just think that Sam has always been underrated and overlooked. And, and what an awesome night to just prove everyone wrong. There's Abel Porter after the big win in Las Vegas. Now here's Alfonso Anderson. Man, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. I know you didn't get a chance to be a part of this team last year. What does this mean for you, your first time in a conference tournament winning at this high level? Oh, man, it was so fun. Like, just, just the energy in here was crazy. I mean, we needed someone. We needed someone that wasn't Sam Merrill or, or Nimi to make a shot, and we, we didn't have anything. Yeah. And then you came in and make those two three-pointers. How'd that feel? Uh, I'm good. I, I mean, I have, I have confidence in myself. Uh, you know, I just – whenever the opportunity presents itself, I try to show up. So, uh, I'm just watching a video of Sam Merrill's last shot. You were uh, sitting on the bench. How crazy – did you know <laughs> it was going down when it left his hand? You know, uh, he's been doing it for – this whole season, really. First one started at Colorado State, yep. and it just kept going. So every time he shoots that joint, I just feel like it's going <laughs> in. So that one that one was huge. I loved it. Um, let's talk about your, your play. Uh, and, again, I know you mentioned it with Coach here, but you're down seven, and it looks like San Diego State's trying to push it up again. You hit those back-to-back threes. We saw that a little early in the season. Then when Nimi came back, we didn't see it as much. But, you know, I watch you in warm-ups all the time, and at the beginning of the season, you can shoot that three. Yeah, um, it was it was a bit of an adjustment period just finding – because early on it was, it was really like a whole different team. Like I was playing different positions, playing different minutes. So I had I kind of had something established. And then uh, with, with Nimi coming back, I had some adjustment period. Obviously, he's a, he's a great player, so I had to find out how to – I think early on I kind of deferred and um, and I didn't play like myself. I was kind of figuring things out, but, um, you know, just trying to get into my own now. Yeah, and, and uh, today we saw something we haven't seen for a little while. You had you had kind of a mismatch a few times in the post. You took advantage of that on the offensive end and great job defensively Thank against their, their, their big dude. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Appreciate how did that. What, what brought you um, – when you got that ball in the post, were you begging for the ball down there or is that something the coach drew up? Uh, no, yeah, I was just calling for it. Um, I kind of – like this game, I've been – I've been looking forward to it both every time we played them, but this time with the big environment, uh, one of my best friends is Malachi Flynn. So like, I, oh, really? I, yeah, I needed, wow. I needed to okay. get back. Well, he's going to need a hug. <laughs> no, 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 he played. He played. Great he played today. really well. Yeah. He did, and that half court shot at the oh, end, yeah, that, that thing was in. It so looked, it looked like it was oh. dropping, but uh, yeah, I'm I think glad it didn't. I'm yeah, glad no glad doubt, no it. doubt. I think we we're all a little sick to our stomach when that thing <laughs> left his hand. Yeah, you know, you were in that timeout. Did they try to foul? Um, no, so uh, I mean, we were kind of talking about it. Yeah, um, 
But I mean, with with that with so little time on it, like if you foul and he gets up, now you're shooting three yeah, free three. throws. So yeah. yeah, it was just kind of play it and then you know be there on the shot, but don't do anything crazy. I think you got to go. You got a picture. You got to take here. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> You're being escorted away. <laughs> all righty. I like it. You got two of the uh, the future dudes. Tell us how good these guys are going to be before it's oh, all said and done. Uh, I'm, I don't want to focus on next year yet because we still got some going to go. But these guys, Liam and Marco, are, are going to be some guys next year, and we're going to have a great team next year as well. Well, they, they've set the bar pretty high for the next group, but no we still have some work to do for no sure. Doubt. Hey, no congratulations, Appreciate man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. There's Alfonso Anderson after the Aggies captured the Mountain West Conference tournament title. Now, here's uh, – Sam Merrill, here's Keda, and here's uh, Craig Smith, the head coach as well, at the podium. Oh, it's it's everything. Like you said, it's what I've been um, reaching for my whole life and trying to accomplish. And, uh, you know, when we lost at New Mexico last week, I know Coach says he doesn't pay attention to bracketology, but I do. <laughs> and um, I knew that the cards were stacked against us. And um, this morning, getting prepared for the game, I was just – I did not want to play in the NIT. I didn't know what was going to happen when or, or if we lost, but we would have got in to the NIT or to the no, NCAA. NCAA. Oh well, that's good to know. They're smart people. Um, but it yeah, like we 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 had a sense of urgency all week. Um, we didn't play incredibly all week, but we we found a way to win. And uh, for me personally, just to be a part of this and um, to see all those fans there and uh, to see Utah State back on the map is. Like I said last year, it's just uh, it's unlike anything I could have ever imagined. Over here, to your left, guys. Sam, where would you rank that shot in your career? No. <laughs> that the... One time, my f- seventh grade year of junior high, <laughs> my coach didn't play seventh graders, but one game we were up like 40, and he decided to put us in, and I hit a half-court shot at the buzzer, so it's comparable to that one. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Over here. <laughs> halftime adjustments a big part of the game, guys. Sam, at halftime, you guys, you know, obviously fatigue in the first half must have been playing a role. But you come out in the second half, and you think you'd be more fatigued then. But you guys came out a different team. What was your locker room atmosphere like at halftime? Well, like Coach said, um, that finish to the half, we had 11 points with three and a half minutes left. Um, part of that was obviously everyone knows how good San Diego State is, but we had missed a ton of open shots. Um, and then we were able to score 10 points in those last three minutes and get it to eight. Like Coach said, that was a big shot by Diogo. So we felt confident because we had missed so many shots. And uh, defensively, we had been pretty good, um, just made a couple mistakes. So um, we felt confident, um, felt like if we could fix a couple things and make a couple adjustments, we'd be in good shape. And just came out with a ton of energy, and our crowd was, was fantastic. I know there was a ton of San Diego State fans, but our crowd was, was just as good tonight. Back there. Uh, Jay Drew from the Deseret News. Sam, seriously, on that last shot, when your legacy is written, will that be the most iconic shot in your history and also in Utah State's history? Uh, I hope there's a few more. Um, hope there's a few more games to be played and a few more big shots to be hit. But, uh, you know, it's the shot went in, but basketball is is absolutely a team game. and. Like Coach said, he talked about everyone that played well and everyone that that stepped up. And we wouldn't have been in that position without those guys and without doing it together as a team. And I know I made the shot and, and whatever, but um, this we could not have won three games in three days without doing it together. I hear. 
Nimi, um, last year when you were up on the stage, you couldn't believe where your path to Utah State had taken you, winning a title. What are you thinking after back-to-back years of doing so? Hey, Dalton, there's legs sticking through the table again this year? No, no, no. Remember last year, Nimi? They were, they were. I'm good now. (laughs) He's not a freshman anymore. (laughs) What was the question again? (laughs) Um, This one's even sweeter than the last year's. we had a lot more ups and down, a lot more downs than last year, um, and we just stood together and just found a way to overcome everything that came at us. Um, Coach Smith just always told us to like stay together and just always, always trying to think of the next play and keep keep keep, keep staying together. Um, it was just great. I, I I don't have words to explain it. Question for both players. It's been a while since a team in the Mountain West Conference has been able to make a really deep run in the NCAA tournament. So my question to you guys is, talk a little bit about your chances. What do you guys do you think you need to do to, to make a deep run? And then your thoughts on San Diego State. Do you think they're also capable of making a deep run? San Diego State's definitely going to win a couple games. Um, like Coach said, they have everything. They've got uh, Malachi is obviously a, a phenomenal player, and uh, but they have so many mo- other options as well, and that that opens things up for him and for the rest of their team. So, and they defend, so they'll they'll win a couple games for sure. But for us, that that last year was was really tough to go out that way, um, losing in the first round. So, we are going to have. Luckily, we can just not worry about everything that was new last year with all the media and and all that stuff that goes on, and we can just focus on just trying to win just trying to win our first one and then, and then hopefully go from there. And I know they're fired up for practice tomorrow. <laughs> this is for, for Nimi too. Uh, obviously, this, this game is you remember for Sam's shot at the end, but you had a huge play there in the second half, and this is a game of ebbs and flows as far as emotion. How big was that uh, highlight reel dunk that you had in the second half, and what do you think that meant for you guys going forward? I think it just, it just helped me helped me feel more comfortable during the game. Stuff wasn't going my way during the game, but after that, I, th- I think that we just started playing a lot more with a lot more confidence. Um, we just, it just, it, I think it just helped the, helped us settle in in the game and just and just keep keep playing hard and knowing knowing that I was gonna still I was gonna still be a threat down there. Let's go back here to our left. If you guys could put into words what this tournament's actually meant for you. What would you say? What, this tournament or? This tournament, this tournament. Oh, like I said, we weren't sure. You know, we, we felt like every game was a must-win game for us. And, you know, this, this, this year feels sweeter than last year. Last year, it just felt like everything went perfect. Um, we had no injuries. Um, we obviously lost a couple games, but this year we had to, we had to go through some stuff. Nini missing a ton of games. Um, some other <coughs> undisclosed injuries that... That slowed us down a little bit, um, and uh, lost a couple games that we really had no business losing. So, to be able to just find a way to win three tough, tough games against New Mexico, who was probably playing their best basketball, Wyoming, who was absolutely playing their best basketball this season, and then San Diego State, who's as good as as good as advertised. It, uh, it's it's super sweet. <clears throat> There are the Aggies after their big win over San Diego State. Now they'll wait for Selection Sunday to find out where they're going and who they are playing. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the Utah Jazz, the best of the postgame show as the Jazz wrap up a perfect road trip. Nope, I had no idea they were going to do that.
Did not see that coming. Would not have predicted it. Wouldn't have dared predict it. They got a five-game winning streak. They go 4-0 on the road. They beat the Celtics in Boston. The other three teams, uh, you know, they're all lottery teams. Detroit was back-to-back. But uh, the Jazz get it done. Perfect 4-0. We'll get to the best post-game show next. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The Utah Jazz sweep the road trip. 4-0 on the road. Five straight wins. They hold off the Pistons at the end. Here's the best of the postgame show. The Utah Jazz won their fifth in a row, and they swept the four-game road trip as they beat the Detroit Pistons on Saturday night. They built a 22-point first-half lead, watched it evaporate in the second half, then got it back up to 16 before having it become a one-possession game late in the fourth quarter. The Jazz hit their free throws, though, down the stretch, and they win by the final of 111-105. For the Utah Jazz, much-needed road trip to have success with it, 41-22 and on the year 20 and 13 on the road. They got help in the standings as well. Charlotte beat Houston 108 to 99. On top of that, Cleveland did the Jazz a favor and beat Denver 104 to 102. So the Jazz ended Saturday night just a game back of Denver for the number three spot, and they got a cushion at now a game and a half lead over Houston for the five spot. That, of course, was as of Saturday night. Now for the Jazz, Boyan Bogdanovich ended up with 32 points to lead all scorers. Here's what he had to say after the game and what exactly are you have you guys locked in on our energy our attitude was was way better last last couple i mean this this road trip especially last night and and and, and tonight did pretty good job keeping keeping them out of out of our pain we control the boards last last night and and, and tonight first half then they kind of kind of hurt us but great great road trip overall and and, and we are back at, uh, at our defense sorry for that can i um can a road trip sometimes help with focus like just bringing everyone together no of course we had a couple meeting meetings be- between each other players are having dinners together all of that so you can say that we were we were more more focused right now than the last couple of games and also after that uh, after that stretch that we have in uh, after those star break is kind of it's kind of not normal to lose four four games in a row but it's kind of normal to to start a little bit a little bit slower than usual you and donovan had a big fourth quarter tonight what was the difference what were you seeing there but, Always. <laughs> uh, I mean, they tried. Uh, they tried to double us. They kind of, kind of surprised us last last couple of couple of minutes. We were, we kind of relaxed because we had a had a big uh, big lead, and then Donovan and Mike Mike did a, did a great job just keeping the ball and getting getting fouled. What did you think of Donovan's pass to Joe when he was sitting flat in the court? And he's he's great. He's great for us. He's 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 realizing how how every single night defense are kind of different different on him. One of them are switching, the other one is trying to, to blitz him, trap him. Tonight was tonight was that case on a on the second half, and and, he, and he's doing a great job whole season long fighting fighting all of us. How were you able to take advantage of their defense in the fourth quarter personally? 
Just kind of trying to get a get in the lane. I was trying to get a, to get fouled because I didn't have any free throws till till the last quarter. So I had a I had a couple of them in the last last couple of minutes. So like I say, a great great trip overall, and 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 we back at home. So got a tough challenge against against Toronto. Can you put into words how fun it is to be in a race like this? You know, tonight obviously that you win, the Nuggets and Rockets lose, and this is kind of everything the way you want it to unfold tonight, isn't it? Yes, it is. I mean, we are not paying attention to what the other teams are doing. We are trying to, to keep focus on, on our game because we, we didn't play well lately. So, like I say, fun to be in this this locker room. So many so many unselfish players. No matter who is who is playing well, if we win, we are we are all all happy. So, gotta keep going, keep fighting. The league is talking about potentially there being games without any fans being in attendance. What do you think of that situation? And have you? Experience anything like that? I mean, I never. I experienced some, sometimes in Turkey because fans were fans were, were crazy throwing stones and whatever. But it's gonna be it's gonna be strange, you know. It's gonna be strange in NBA to play without fans. I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, we are all all aware of what's going on around the world. Bogdanovich was fantastic. 12 of 18 from the field, 3 of 6 from long range, 32 points as mentioned before, 5 rebounds to go with it. Quinn Snyder has been very pleased about Boyan's performances and then the way his team has played the last five games. Here's what he had to say after the game. During the course of the season, um, you know, I think the important thing is we're focused on the right things. And, you know, we've come out the last two nights tonight defensively. We were really, really good. And, you know, we made some, there's some things you can do better during the course of the game. But um, if there's anything that we talk about turning around, um, it's our intensity and our focus on the defensive end. And that usually, you know, whether you win or lose, if you do those things, you're going to be successful, you know, more often than not. How about the relentless push from the Pistons tonight and the way you guys responded? Yeah, I think when, you know, when they tied the game, um, our guys just did exactly what you said. They responded and, um, you know, anytime you get a lead, it's, it's something you got to be focused on keeping and you know NBA games there's lots of lots of big leads that change hands and for us to respond the way we did was a really good thing and we can be sharper down the stretch um, I think all our guys know that and that's something you know that we'll focus on and talk about but um, that shouldn't cloud the fact that you know we came out with great focus and intensity on the defensive end and then, as you said did respond when we needed to last night Don and uh, Bogey don't have their best scoring nights tonight. They both come out and they're closer to what we usually see from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything in particular that was different what they did or just... Just playing basketball. Nights? Just playing basketball. They're going to have... Um, I, I think it's particularly appropriate. Um, the thing that was consistent about last night and tonight was how we defended. And, you know, those guys throwing themselves into that. And, you know, we've got a lot of guys that can make plays for each other. Um, tonight, Donovan and Boyan, obviously... Um, had an opportunity. Um, it can be different guys every night. You know, we just got to all collectively defend on the other end. As you said, I'm sure that you'd like to see things a little bit tighter down the stretch. Mm-hmm. But there was that moment where Don almost lost the possession and mm-hmm. he was able to actually get it out across the court to Joe. Mm-hmm. How important are those moments where they keep it together, they don't lose the possession, they actually pull it out? Those are big plays, you know, and I think games 
sometimes tip on a loose ball, you know, or a rebound, or you know, someone hustling back in transition and making a play. And you know, Donovan got to the floor and fought for the ball, and we were actually ready to call a timeout, and he was able to, you know, make a pretty amazing pass actually across the court to Joe. And um, you know, the important thing about that is, you know, you, you get a chance to not have to defend after a turn and run, which is a lot harder. Uh, a couple weeks ago, you talked about a low point game against the Suns. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of what has changed for the team since then, and how, how did you challenge them? Well, let me say this. You know, Phoenix played really well that night, too. They made us, they made us look bad, um, and that's... You know, no matter how a team plays against you, you know, you may have nights that um, you don't win. Um, but it's the way that you don't win. And I think for our guys, it's just collectively, you know, focusing on things that we can control. And, you know, tonight and last night, it ends up in, in a win. We've got a tough game Monday, and we need to do the same thing and, and see where we land. You guys only shoot 10 or 33 from the three-point line. We are incredibly efficient inside the arc. What were you seeing in terms of your ability to get to the hoop? Well, I think every game's different, you know, and um, they did a good job of really shifting and shrinking the floor. And um, the biggest thing when, when those things happen for us is to, to move the ball and, you know, to, to get the defense moving so that we can attack. And when we did that, we were able to get to the rim. Coach Quinn Snyder, who's very pleased about a number of things uh, involving his teams in, the, in this five-game win streak, including Jordan Clarkson. He was a plus 15 on the night that led all players from the Utah Jazz. He had 14 points, 6 or 12 from the field, and here's what he had to say to David Locke after the game. Well, it's a rare night. I'm right here, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, what's your feeling on this one tonight? Uh, another win. Um, they made a run, a push at the end of the fourth. Uh, we withstood that, made our run, and they made a run towards the end of the game, uh, and then we were held that as well. We made free throws at the end and won the game. You have changed your shot profile dramatically, uh, even more so since you've come to Utah. What has driven you to be able to do that? Um, I mean, we move the ball really well. You know, uh, coach tells us to drive, get in the paint, feed and fakes, uh, look for our teammates. Um, shooting when we're open, so it gives us a lot, a lot of confidence, give myself a lot of confidence. Um, and then we're all playing for each other, so uh, we're all connected on that end, and it makes the game a lot easier. Connected on that end, since you've joined the team, you're the number one offense in all of the NBA. I don't know what it's supposed to feel like, but does it feel like you have the best offense in uh, the league? Yeah. When we come out there, you know, we're playing, we're competing. Uh, you know, we know we could uh, make plays and get in the paint. Uh, make threes, you know, we, we know we could do that, but it all starts on the defensive end for us. Uh, five absolutes, you know, we're getting rebounding, uh, um, just getting back, just making, a, making it hard for them to score so we could uh, get easy points. Well, great five-game stretch coming up. Should be a lot of fun as we go back home. What's your thought as how you guys are prepared for this next stretch? Um, just staying locked in. Uh, keep doing what we're doing. Uh, keep trying to grow defensively, um, and that's where it's at. Uh, keep growing defensively and, you know, keep moving the ball offensively, get easy shots. Jordan, thanks for your time. Super yes, appreciate it. All right. That's Jordan Clarkson after the Jazz get the win over the Pistons, 111-105. to Rudy Gobert was pleased with the way his team has been playing in terms of their mindset and their toughness. Ten points, 12 boards for him, and the two-time Defensive Player of the Year spoke to the media after the game. Back being on the road and then the Pistons relinqu- relinquishing effort. We're still alive. But uh, 
I think we just did a good job defending, especially in the first quarter. You know, we got a we got a big lead, and they came back in the game. They made a run, but we we sustained the lead, and uh, you know, we, we made some plays and got the stops when we needed them in the fourth quarter. Coach was talking about the defense, and he's been so pleased with what you guys have done on this road trip. What are you seeing, and where does that start? Well, I think it starts with uh, our mind. You know, where we want to a focus on and the last four games I feel like the focus was on the defensive end you know we we had some stretches when we lost that but they were short short stretches like tonight you know when they made the, the run in the fourth early but uh, beside that you know I really like the, the mindset that we have I think uh, that's the mindset that we need and we're going to keep working keep getting better the execution wasn't perfect in the fourth quarter, as Quinn said, but you made enough plays down the stretch. How do you feel about uh, the performance kind of in the, in the clutch moments? I think, uh, you know, we early, like when they came back we and they started trapping us, we kind of surprised and we, we had many turnovers, many bad shots. And after that, we were able to turn things around and our focus was on the higher level. And we made the play when we needed them. We made the free throws when we when we needed them and we got the stops also when uh, when we needed one. On the lines, how confident were you when you came, went to the line 18 and a half seconds left chance for the game line? I was very confident. You know, I shoot free throws every day and uh, I'm very confident. Have you thought about all, at all about having to potentially play a game in front of nobody? Uh, I've done that before when I was when I was 12, so I don't mind doing it again. Hmm? I mean, there was three people, so. but we see. I mean, we see how it goes. You know, uh, whatever brought these values, uh, we're gonna see how things go and how things evolve, and uh, we see what the NBA uh, gonna come up with. Seems like. Tony is playing with a lot more confidence. Yeah. What have you seen out of, out of him as the season has gone along? I think especially this road trip, I really think he took a step. You know, he's, uh, he's especially defensively. His aggressiveness, uh, his uh, commitment on the blocks, you know, and, you know, I think gave us a big lift on the second unit. So it's, it's, it's huge. So there you have it. The Jazz beat the Pistons 111-105. They sweep the road trip. They've won five in a row. They try to make it six in a row. Coming up uh, tonight, 7 o'clock tip against the Toronto Raptors. Jazz game night pregame show will start at 6. And as always, catch the action right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. There's the best of the postgame show. When we come back, all the headlines. What is trending? Stay with us.